0: You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 44. Before we get to today's interview with Ari Kern with the Sprint Accelerator, I asked Brian and Josh back into the studio to just give their best effort at a fast and furious highlight reel of what the Inside Outside Innovation Summit has to offer. They both gave it their best attempt, but I'll let you be the judge of who did better. Here's Brian.
1: So mark your calendar, get it out right now. June 19th through 21st, we are bringing forward the premier showcase of startup-driven innovation, the Inside Outside Innovation Summit. We wanted to bring together our audiences of startup and corporate innovators, the best and the brightest of the world, in a real-world immersive opportunity to actually see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, be a part of it. Check out summit.com and you can follow along on Twitter at the Summit.
0: And Josh's attempt.
2: A bunch of education for corporate innovators. A bunch of education for startup founders. As a keynote will be Simone Ahuja, hundred thousand dollar pitch competition. Patrick Riley from the Global Accelerator Network. Christian Kermers have a hundred K pitch competition. Christina Beckhold from Samsung Next Venture, hundred K pitch competition.
0: But Brian had to get the last word in.
1: Hundred thousand dollars.
0: Get more information about corporate sponsorships, startup applications, and tickets at theiosummit.com. Now on to the episode. Ari Kern is the Community and Programs Manager with the Sprint Accelerator in Kansas City. In her insightful conversation with Brian, she talks about how the design of Sprint's physical accelerator space cultivates community and innovation, and what exciting new shift Sprint is making in its next accelerator round. Listen carefully near the end for some information about how you and your startup or Kansas City Corporation can take part in Sprint's new and exciting process.
1: A lot of stuff's going on here in the Silicon Prairie region and we wanted to have you on the as a, a guest on the show to talk a little bit about some of the things you're seeing in the overall ecosystem when it comes to startup plus corporate collaboration and, and startup plus corporate innovation. So if you could start off maybe telling our audience a little bit about the Sprint Accelerator and kind of how it's morphed and changed in the last couple of years and uh, a little bit more about what you're doing down there.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So we at the Sprint Accelerator do a lot of different things. It is a physical space, and as the name implies, (laughs) we do have a a 90-day accelerator as part of that. But essentially what we strive to be is a hub for corporate innovation and entrepreneurial engagement. Through a lot of different programs and, and partner organizations that we pull in, we try to mesh those two communities, so to speak, for, between the, the entrepreneurs, founders, startups, and the corporations, corporate innovators who are trying to think more entrepreneurially. So we're consistently rolling out our own program. You know, we've been busy. So it's been open technically since 2013, mm-hmm. and we've done three different years, three different cohorts with our partner TechStars for a 90-day accelerator and beyond the the 90-day accelerator we've run several programs and I've brought on several programs that really supplement a lot of what the larger vision of what we're trying to accomplish of bringing together startups who need corporate innovation and, and corporate innovators who need startups so it's been really interesting and in many ways we operate like a startup ourselves like trying different things and iterating getting customer feedback. And so it's been a really cool journey. And actually, all of that being said, I failed to mention another thing we've, we've added in is we're calling it the corporate accelerator, the 90-day program. It's still 90 days. There's really, it's 120 days. So there's you know about 30 days prior to that when the selected teams will meet specifically with the partners, the corporations, to define clear KPIs and goals that they like ways they could work together that they can hit the ground running on April 3rd they can really work to achieve those goals throughout the program and everybody's on the same page so again it comes back to being really clear about how you can work with each other and and the progress you're making and so forth you know, it's interesting with any big corporation, much slower moving than than what we typically are here. And we are physically separated from the, the Sprint campus. We're downtown at the crossroads and right in the heart of a lot of art galleries and tech and entrepreneur startups. So it's really a good spot for us to be, but there's a little bit of that culture disconnect trying to, to get corporations to operate at the speed that, that we like to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Your space is amazing down there. Uh, like you said, more than just a room for an accelerator for teams to work through. Talk a little bit about like maybe how the space came together and, and how that plays a, a role in both helping those startups as well as corporates kind of collide.
2: Yeah, The so the space we have, like half of the downstairs is open community space. We do drop in co-working for free, actually, so people can take advantage of having meetings, the free Wi-Fi. And that's Monday through Friday. And so that's kind of been an, an interesting experiment, hoping to get people to kind of organically meet up and take advantage of that. And then the other half of downstairs, we have permanent co working. And, and most of those desks belong to either partners of ours that are really aligned with our bigger vision, you know, the KC the Tech Council, for example, or Launch Code, helping to train people within Code to so the technology piece. And then we also have several companies, startups who have graduated through our program, uh, the 90-day program, and decided to stay in Kansas City. So they're scaling from here. And then upstairs, we have a pretty flexible space. There's a really large space for presentations, but it's really, it's open, really inspirational. You know, all the surfaces are writable, so really great for brainstorming and innovation. And then it's purposely designed in a really modular way so we can reconfigure it for whatever group we're trying to, to host or what program, you know, we're trying to pull off from our internal programming. And in the past, the you know, when we've held the 90-day accelerator, the 10 teams that are chosen each time move here to Kansas City for three months, and they kind of take the top floor over. We're changing that up a teeny bit with our new version of the 90-day accelerator, the corporate accelerator, where the teams will not be required to be on site 100% of the time, but if they're able to, they're definitely welcome, and then there will be some dedicated collaboration weeks when everybody will be here, so a little more focused in that way.
1: you mentioned you know, the change moving from the Techstars model to uh, more of a corporate innovation model. What are some of the things that are on deck for the Sprint Accelerator with this new model?
2: You know, there are a lot of lessons learned, I think, from working with the contract with uh, Techstars. And I think taking it to this next level is really refining what we see to fill a need, a gap in the market. And so when you look at what was happening before there were 10 teams coming in, you know, they were from around the world, teams mm-hmm. being startups and they all <laughs> were going through this kind of funnel to one corporation. So it's like a 10 to 1 ratio. And within the sprint, you know, we ha- we have a ton of support. They've been really pretty phenomenal taking this leap and leading by example as a corporation in Kansas City and putting themselves out there. But when it comes to really getting corporate resources like individuals to mentor and move certain ideas forward, connect them with the business units, all of those types of things. It's very tough when, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously trying to run the normal business and watch the bottom line and execute on the main business line. So, while innovation is incredibly important to Sprint and many other corporations, it's it's really a lot to ask to do that 10 to 1 ratio. So, that's something that's a little different. We've expanded, we're actively seeking other corporations to come on board. So this next go around, uh, which will kick off in April, we have two verticals. So one will be led by Sprint with Pinsight Media and Virgin Mobile, and that will be a digital vertical. And so looking for any startups that are falling underneath that that larger category. So Omnichannel is really big, marketing, you know, it goes down the line of all these different things. And we're really trying to get these larger companies engaged to determine, you know, which startups align with their challenges and, and the vision for what they're trying to, to to solve within within the corporation. So the one, like I mentioned, there's two verticals. So one is digital. And then we've also brought on a second major corporation in Dairy Farmers of America, or DFA. And it's really been fascinating to work with them. They they have 14,000 members. They're more of a co-op model, and it's just the range of issues they deal with um, working with all these farmers, basically on-farm to in-store to consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of data challenges, lots of logistics so what we're calling that vertical is ag tech or agricultural tech, and then they've been great and have brought on a couple of their partners like Dairy One, Dairy.com. And they have some pretty specific needs, and so our team, and especially Doug, is is working to you know proactively find those startups that are solving problems that DFA and Sprint and Pensaid and Virgin Mobile, you know, they're, that they're working to solve. So that was a lot of words. But that being said, like the ratio of number of startups to corporations should be smaller as well. So really, really focused, ensuring they're strategically aligned and it should probably be like four startups to one corporation versus 10, which should be great.
1: That's interesting. You you mentioned a lot of the challenges that corporations have uh, dealing with startups as far as not being able to move as fast or uh, being aligned with their optimization and engine, so to speak. What are some of the things that you've seen from the startup side as far as what they need to learn with regard to uh, engaging with corporations?
2: I think there's a level of just... Being patient, but persistent, it's kind of a fine line and a balancing act. You know, you want to stay really persistent, but you don't want to, you know, take it personally and bug them every day because (laughs) most of the groups that are, are involved in these types of initiatives really, truly do care. It's just that they have other pressing priorities that have to happen as well, you know. So, being a little patient, and I think it's just a way of communicating, being really clear in what steps he's been taking as a startup founder and and where you're gaining traction, like trying to directly correlate where they're helping you them being the the corporate resources whether it's mentors or um, if you are lucky enough to get an investor from a corporation to really show what traction and the momentum you're you're gaining, so I think being really clear, succinct about your your progress is mm-hmm. important um respecting their time because it's very difficult to get on the calendars of some of these executives, and then once you do, you want to be able to truly take advantage of of that time so being overly prepared for those types of meetings. It's not nearly as casual as a lot of startup cultures tend to be. So it's kind of stepping up your game and meet, meeting those corporate executives where they are, not where, where you're comfortable.
1: So you, uh, you mentioned April is when, the, when you're starting the next cohort. If people are out there, either startups looking to apply to the next uh, session, tell us a little bit more about that and then tell our audience a little bit more about how they can either get in touch with you or the Sprint Accelerator if they want to learn more.
2: Yeah, definitely. So our website is just com, and there's a corporate accelerator tab that has a lot more information and the application is right there on site. Um, and you'll just be asked to, to explain if you're trying to apply for the digital or the ag tech side and, and then it goes from there. And then the selection committee is made up of Doug, Dressler, and then depending on which side, which vertical, it will be representatives from the corporate innovation team and leaders who are helping with, you know, either from Sprint, Pensite Media, and Virgin Mobile, or DFA and, and their folks. And, you know, I'd encourage people, if if you happen to be in the Kansas City area, we do, most of what I actually do is a lot outside of that 90-day program. So we do, um, if you click on our programs, there's an Engage tab, and it lists all of our different programs that are out there right now, and I'm working, cooking up a few more. So, um, (laughs) but. One of the big ones is a a six-month mentor network, which has been really helpful. And that's specifically for early-stage startups here in Kansas City. You know, with that, that's been really interesting and a great way to grow. And for you, you know, being interested in corporate innovation, we had this past cohort was our fourth, and we had 20 startups. But, from the mentor side, we pull from area corporations. And we are actually able to get thirty nine mentors, their director and above level executives from nineteen area corporations. So it's a really, really great way to start that conversation between startup founders and corporate executives and again, was the fourth cohort, and more often than not, the, the mentors, you know, the, the corporate folks are walking away saying, wow, I learned so much, it's really fascinating, and then you get those corporate folks talking to each other and saying, you know, what, what is your company doing, how are you treating innovation, and, and that conversation is really important as well. So, the startups get a ton of resources, connections, um, great advice. It's almost like the gateway drug (laughs) for corporations. They can kind of dip their toe in um, before jumping into something as large as our corporate accelerator 90-day program. So it's been really interesting to see the engagement from that side, too. Yeah,
1: I think that's an interesting thing because I think a lot of times it's just getting people comfortable with the fact. Ties and T-shirts and and the tucked and the untucked can live and and breathe together. And and exposing each other to each other kind of uh, opens up that uh, opportunity to work together. So. Completely. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Ari. Do you yeah. let us know how things are progressing. We'll probably have you back on at some point. And uh, thanks again for being part of the Inside Outside Innovation podcast.
0: That wraps up another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Big thank you to Ari for making this episode possible. Follow our Twitter account, the IO Summit, to get updates on the conference in June. In the meantime, we know you've got opinions that you're dying to share. So leave your opinion of us on iTunes. The world of innovation is always changing and we want to talk about what you need to hear. So if you've got questions about something in particular, let us know and we'll answer them on the show. Until next time, go out and innovate.